and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel, Channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. I am your usual host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Tony. How are you? Good. Thanks by, for having me back. By Jennifer. Hello. By Vernon. Hello. And bringing up the rear of the bobsled, we have Goose. <laughs> How are you, Goose? Pleasure as always. Actually, that's, you can't get five people in a bobsled. That was uh, not the best analogy now that I think of it. Depends on how long you make it. <laughs> Super length bobsled. Um, well, uh, let's kick off the show like we always do and uh, talk about what we've all been playing. How about you, Tony? Um, sadly, not a whole lot. Um, I log in to do my daily games of Halo 5 every day to get my quick win. Um, although I did play uh, Mario Kart 8 for the first time today with a friend oh. on a couch. So that was uh, an enjoyable experience. Yeah, we ruined our friendship just like we did uh, years, years ago. Just like when we were kids. <laughs> yep. That's how you do it. You play on a couch and then get ready to choke each other out. <laughs> That's Mario Kart. Uh, how about you, Jen? Uh, I just powered through Far Cry 3. And I, then I skipped four, and I just got Primal, so I've been playing that a lot. It's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Vernon? Um, if you guys, if anyone has not played Yoshi's Woolly World, I would highly suggest it because it is adorbs. Um, uh. That uh, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Halo Five, and The Division. Wow, you, you did end up getting The Division. That's right. You got yeah, I bought it used. Wow, talk about a segue, but before yeah. we segue, let's uh, not forget Goose. <laughs> How about you, Goose? Basically, I've just been stuck in Fallout between three New Vegas, and uh, I should be starting four in a couple weeks. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, did you end up getting a, a PS4 then? or uh, Not yet, but I'm pretty close. Okay, all right, excellent. He's uh, on the third. <laughs> <laughs> and for myself, uh, I've been on a, bit, a little bit of an adventure game kick. I played a little indie game called Reveal the Deep last week, and since then I've been uh, trying to power through a, uh, a a detective adventure game called Face Noir, which uh, I've got some mixed feelings about, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I still have the bug, so I think I have three or four other adventure games lined up <laughs> after that, so... Well, uh, let's get to our main topic, and uh, this is one of these situations where I knew what I wanted to talk about, but didn't quite know how to call it, uh, and you know you haven't got your title quite right when people ask you what is the show about exactly <laughs> when you've asked them to uh, record. Uh, the name I've sort of affixed to it, because I couldn't think of anything better, was uh, Your Gaming Dollar, and basically the idea there is, as consumers, I'm kind of interested in how we all have our own little habits and tendencies and how we spend our money on this hobby that is important to us and um, just just how we're, we're different and, and I don't really want to get into negative practice. That's something we could probably talk about a little bit more in an actual like game and consumer conversation. This is really more about your buying habits, I suppose. Um, and uh, it's kind of timely that we're, what, are we two, year, two and a bit years into this, this current console generation? Is that about um, right? Three. Or three, yeah. Isn't well, it going to be three this November? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of timely because this is the point at which you start to see, uh, in, at least in the console side of things, you, you see this. Uh, you, you go into a, a GameSpot or wherever, and, and you see the games that have been out for a few years and their price point. And you see the games that are the new releases, and that's basically your chasm. And on the PC side, it's really not that much different. Uh, the games that have been out longer are going to be are going to be cheaper generally. Um, and I guess I'm wondering, just to, to start off the conversation, is there, and I'll, I'll start with you, Tony, you're mainly, a, almost exclusively, I suppose, a console gamer. For you, is there, is there like a magic price point at which you're more likely to just take that plunge? Uh, or, or for you, does it really depend on the game? Or, or is there such a thing as a correct dollar figure to, to to for you to take a risk on a on a purchase? Um, my all my all time favorite answer to any question is it depends. So <laughs> in this case, it depends. But I can break it down into I'd say you know your AAA releases and your uh, your indie games. So mm. uh, no, mo as I've gotten older, um, a lot of times I won't 
I really won't drop sixty dollars on a new sixty or a new AAA title unless like it's of course Halo, which is I'm starting to regret now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, really, that's and I think Fallout Four I bought new. Like I'm very hesitant to buy new nowadays unless it's like you know like the greatest thing on earth or you know something that's just getting a whole bunch of well deserved hype. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say on the AAA side for a new ish game, I'd say minimum most of the time if it's not something I'm extremely excited for, I'd say. Um, I'd say minimum, honestly, probably $30. Hmm. Uh, it's almost like half the price point of a new game I'd look at. Indie is a whole nother, yeah. a whole nother, I'm we'll honestly, indie game, yeah. Um, if you want to t- tackle that separately, then yeah, we can do that. But yeah, yeah. I will say just as kind of preemptively if, before we get into that, that honestly, a lot of times I will be happy paying full price for an indie game. Yeah. Uh, and you did touch on another thing we'll, we'll talk about a little bit is brand or franchise loyalty because I, I, I don't know, about, I won't speak for everybody else, but for me that factors very heavily yeah. <laughs> in decisions. Uh, how, how about you, Jen? Do you have a uh, – are you driven by like some perfect dollar figure or for you are there other factors that are at play there if you're if you're willing to take the plunge? I think for me the biggest factor when it comes to especially like a AAA, you know, full-priced new game is if it's open world. Ever since I played San Andreas and like I was a little bit late to it, I think it was like 2006 maybe. Um, I I just I love open world sandbox games and I know I get so many more hours out of it versus if I was or if I were to buy like a Call of Duty brand new or something. Right. So and I just I'm I mean I'm a sucker for them even if they're brand new and they're getting mixed reviews. If it's a series I know like Far Cry. Primal, there's a lot of people that are complaining about it, saying it's just been reskinned. It's the same as, you know, three and four. I was like, but it's Primal. And I, I, just, I bought it. <laughs> so to me, that's my biggest weakness. If it's a game that I feel like I could get a ton of hours out of, yep. I'll buy full price. For the most part, though, I'm a lot more hesitant than I used to be. Yeah. And yeah, like we were talking about, you know, indie games within the last year, I've discovered the beauty of Steam. Yeah. So I'm a lot more willing to throw money at those little cheaper indie games. But yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like in addition to the brand loyalty, you know, you know the value for your dollar in terms of gaming hours uh, that you're expecting oh, yeah. to get out of it features in there heavily. And I yeah. don't think you're alone there. I I, th- I think uh, that's something you hear a lot. You know, people ask is how many hours you play you're going to get out of it. And I th- I think sometimes that's an imperfect way to uh, to drive value. But if you're if you're really into a game that's open world, well, uh, you know, then knowing that you're going to get 80 or 90 or 100 hours out of it does actually say a lot. So. Yeah. Um, how about you, Vernon? Is there any uh, one formula you use? or? Hmm. Um, I'm in a constant state of flux <laughs> because, you know, I thought that I could basically, you know, rely on, uh, you know, a certain brand of some kind, but uh, that's gone out the window um, mm-hmm. due to, you know, certain things um, as of recently, uh, well, recently within the last year, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, um, while it's a good game, um, there were a lot of just things about that release that I just did not appreciate. Um, so <laughs> within that, uh, you know, anyone is susceptible to making just terrible decisions um, in <laughs> regards to game releases, game development, and it just annoys the crap out of me. So um, <clears throat> at any rate, uh, yeah, I, I basically, if I'm interested in the game, um, you know, I, I think it still rings true that I'll, research it as much as possible um and you know do what i can to do my due diligence um because i'm the customer here and i need to basically i value my money (laughs) you know i work hard for my money so i would rather not uh you know waste it so that's why you know it's a perfect example for the division um you know if uh you know if it's uh if it's something that comes out you know in a a recent uh time frame i'll definitely check it out if i can find it used but yeah, I, there's no loyalty. I don't pre-order, and Amen. it's just you, you can't pre-order. I mean, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more later. But just the whole beta pre pre-order to get beta access. So you're, you're gonna make me pay for your game in advance to test your game. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the kind of crap I'm talking about. That's why I don't. That's one of the reasons I don't pre-order anymore. So. Um, yeah, anyway, that's <laughs> I don't really it's in a constant state of flux. Yeah. So, yeah. depending on what happens. All right, without at the risk of speaking for you, I've noticed that you, you know, you owned a Wii, you've owned a Wii U for a while. 
but it's really only been in the last like year and a half that you've kind of uh, spread your wings, so to so to speak, as a as a Wii <laughs> user and and really sort of expanded your library. So I think there's a case where it took it took some time for them to sort of make the case that it was worth investing in for you, which uh, I, I guess it, it wasn't really there early on, right? I mean, I was waiting for I, I was waiting regardless for Super Smash Brothers. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't buy it until Super Smash Brothers came out. Um, right. And so that is exactly what I did. Uh, yeah. So within that, uh, you know, there are a couple of games that I do appreciate. Yoshi's Woolly World being one of them. Um, Mario Kart 8. That's a lot of fun when you play it with friends. Um, so th there's a couple of them that uh, I'm still looking forward to getting. Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, the the Captain Toad game or Treasure Hunter game thing um so yeah like there's a there's a couple that i've really been like okay this is this is awesome i definitely want to play this but it has nothing to do with the wii u i still think it's a crap console um <laughs> just those are games that i really want to play yeah well goose uh given that uh you probably more than anyone else i know you show a willingness to uh, go back to the well replay games and stuff like that uh, really, you know, wrench that chamois and get <laughs> all that value you can out of it. You kind of strike me as somebody who's pretty careful about your your purchases. Are are you somebody who researches long and hard and and uh, and doesn't throw away uh, your dollar willy nilly? <laughs> oh yes, definitely. Now I'm much more so nowadays than I used to be. Say about three or four years ago. I would just say if I saw a commercial that looked good, say, oh, I'll pick that up. <laughs> but since then, I've gotten much more, much wiser as I've gotten older. And now it's, you gotta, I can check the reviews. You gotta see what other people think. You gotta let the game age a bit. Now, my general rule of thumb is at least let three or four months go by. That way, everything's been patched, everything's been worked on that <laughs> needed to be. Yeah. Rather than just trying to jump in day one. And especially whenever I hear the words open world, I always do that little extra bit of research, like, is it open world is in the fun way, or is it in the we wish we were an MMO way? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing you gotta look for. Yeah. <laughs> Just to tag up on your comments there, is this, is this current mindset, is this something that you learned by being stung repeatedly, basically? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've picked up more than a few open world games that turned out to be <laughs> single player MMOs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me... I for me, I, um, I, I, I was, uh, I was thinking about it, uh, and I, I've kind of, over time, I've realized that Jen and I are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, and mm -hmm. it seems like Vernon is is somewhere in between, uh, in, in terms of being reasonable. Jen is kind of, uh, you know, Imelda Marcos at a shoe sale, and I'm sort of Scrooge McDuck swimming in the vault. Uh, if you want to look at them as the two extremes, I'm re I'm really hesitant to to buy a game because I I I mean I'm I research purchases of any type like rather a lot, probably too much to <laughs> to be honest. Games are no uh, are no uh, exception to that rule. I, you know what? Even when I've been in a situation where I've had a lot of disposable income, I don't know about you guys, but I don't. I just don't like the feeling of buying a shit game. You know what I mean? Am I alone there? Like I feel like I've been had, <laughs> and, and I dislike. I mean, <laughs> I dislike the feeling so much that I do. I'll do anything to make sure that it doesn't happen. You know, like. I mean, I've yeah. listen. I've been very poor, and I've you know made a decent amount of money in my life. I've gone from one end to the other a couple of different times, and every time I buy a shit game, it's, <laughs> it hurts. It's, it does, it it's, never a, hurts. it's a feel. It's that feeling of just damn it, I've been had. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, to just uh, to follow up on that, um, Tony, you don't strike me as the uh, as the most sentimental chap I've ever met in, in my life. Uh, in a in Is a day and age. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not a knock i'm just saying in a day where it's so easy to ebay to flip something does does that mindset sort of change at all is it like well what's the worst that could happen i'm gonna lose a little bit if i have to sell it does that make it easier to take a risk on something from your perspective or at least um, with a console game anyway we'll see well what's interesting about that question is is I don't even really consider it that way because honestly, I've I've really gone the route of you know digital distribution at this point, and you know you yeah. can't sell those things back. So no. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, I mean 
as I get older, I definitely like research these things more because it's kind of like I know, hey, if I'm gonna buy this, like that's it. Yeah. Like there is there is no refund. That's that's it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even really consider that. I mean, I have a few uh, disc based games for my newer consoles and a lot for my older ones. But you know, if I were to go to my favorite store. Right up, to, you know, my local uh, used game store and send it in. They're not giving me anything for it. It's yeah. just the same. It's just as bad as GameStop. So yeah, yeah, it's I don't have that mindset. It's like really, it's you know, I have to make sure this is a game that I'm definitely gonna. Yeah. I think I'm gonna enjoy yeah. at least. Well, I'll put this question to the uh, the two of you that are that are PC gamers. Um, Goose, I I know you have played on the PC, but <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll assume that you're primarily a console gamer for the purposes of this this question. Uh, for you, Jen, does does it change your, you know, further what Tony said about, you know, if it's a digital purchase, does it change your mindset making a commitment to get something if you know that you can trade it in versus a situation where you can't? Does that make you more cautious or? No, because honestly, I've never been one to, to turn in or to trade in hard copies of games either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never taken anything into a GameStop <laughs> I've just I've never you know been one to do that. Now with Steam, I do feel a little bit safer because I know they give you that little window where you can basically get your money back mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with it, if it doesn't play right. Yeah. So I mean, I might be a little bit more willing actually that way with Steam to purchase a game. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, I've never really been one to sell my games. If I buy it, to me, that's just a commitment. It's it's either a win or a loss, and I move on. I I mean, I guess I'm <laughs> too willy nilly, as you said about yeah. it. Yeah. How about you, Vernon? I, I I'm pretty sure I've heard you say you've traded things in uh, willingly in the past. Uh, if it's if it suited you, does that factor in when you're making a a decision? If I can trade it in later, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't aim to. If I've had a game for a for a while, for a long time, yeah, I'll, mm. you know, I'll consider it if there's a if there's something I'm looking forward to. But like right when I buy it, that's not my that's not my goal. Right. Um, especially if I can buy it used and then return it. Um, luckily, the division I've been having a lot of fun with it as the most recent example. Yeah. Um, so I haven't I haven't returned it within that seven day window. Um, so within that, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, it, it's not really something that I that I'm like thinking about, especially because I've bought a lot of games on Amazon as well. Um, so I haven't even gone to to GameStop for a lot of my video game purchases. I realize it's a game a lot there. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not like I'm like aiming to to trade my games in. If anything, I, I try to avoid it, but there are some benefits to it. Yeah, I, I I'm a bit of a collector when it comes to games, and I I find. I don't want to. I, I really don't want to trade them in either. Like unless unless it's one that I know I'm <laughs> that I'm really dissatisfied with and I, and I think I can get some value out of it. I, I think just the collector in me kind of makes me hesitant to yeah to turn stuff in. Uh, although uh, um, tagging up on a, a related question and I'll I'll put this to you first, Goose. How willing are you to to buy something from the used bin? Like if it's a uh, console game in particular, is that does that ever is that ever something that uh, you you consider you or take the risk, I guess? Because I, I know I've been burned before, but how do you feel about it? It really depends on, to me, as far as the used bin, it's going to go with where I'm at. The mm. certain stores <laughs> I've been really burnt at and certain yeah. stores I haven't been. Yeah. Right, so it comes down to who's selling it to you. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> as someone who's bought the odds, odd used title and stuff online, and and kind of you know buyer beware, I I understand where you're going with that. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think I was with Jen just recently when the, they they talked her into a what was it a two dollar scratch uh, it's, coverage it's like thing. A, or it's like it insurance on yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I was actually just today and I was getting Dragon Age Inquisition and he goes I have like 80 hours in this are you sure you don't want to because for like a year the game will be covered if it stops working if it gets scratched anything yeah so uh, I was, okay whatever uh, that's, a, that's, uh, a, that's a GameStop <laughs> thing right Vernon like that's that's, that's, a, exactly. that's a well it's a GameStop thing but I think Walmart and Target you know sell their own kind of quote unquote guarantees but that guarantee is not a hundred percent guaranteed <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah, no. And who? I'm sorry. Is anyone that sloppy with their discs that they really scratched no. them up? I mean, or am I the I only one that's like precious when it comes out of the console? You <laughs> very, 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 yeah. Or no, yeah, I, I, I take baby mine. 
Exactly. I take care of my tech. If, yeah. if, if there's anything that I've learned is that you take care of your your discs, your your your, your tapes, your your VCR tapes, and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. you take Roman, care Roman. of your stuff. 2016. Okay. Hey, hey, hey! I, I'm just showing you where I'm from to, to 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 show you how I treat my stuff now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you had a VCR, you know the struggle. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I, a more general question for the group we, we touched on a little bit earlier, um, and, I, and I'll just put it to you first, Tony, because uh, you, you mentioned Halo earlier. Mm. How much? How much does hype work on you? <laughs> like, did, I, well, 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 it depends. I mean, for a for a, a storied franchise that I'm a fan of, like it, it works well. But I mean, if I'm already a fan of the franchise anyway, the hype isn't really. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not what you're on board on board for at that point. It's the, it's right, the franchise, but, yeah. Honestly, hype it used to be a lot. It used to play a lot bigger of a role, and so I got burned on a couple of couple of items, even you know the latest Halos. But uh, yeah, no, now I'm I, you know I still like I still buy. I'm like, oh my god! As a matter of fact, right before we came on here, I saw the latest commercial or the latest trailer for uh, Doom. Yeah. Oh my! I was like, oh yeah. man, that almost like, makes me want to buy a brand new launch. But I'm like, gotta hold back, gotta hold back. So yeah. it it's it's yeah, definitely something that used to play a factor in the past, but now I've really kind of learned to keep that in check. Yeah. Well, this will be a quick one. I, uh, Jen, does hype work on you? Uh, you can keep it to a one-word <laughs> answer if you want, or you can expand on no, it. No, I'm gonna elaborate a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> hype definitely can get to me, but I have to have. There has to be something about the game that would draw me in anyway, or hype's knocking it. Like, right, yeah. I, I'm not dying to get the division, and yeah. it's being you know hyped everywhere. Yeah, I, I'd like to play it, sure, but I'm not dying for it now. With yeah. something like No Man's Sky, which is coming out, you better believe I already have it pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah. And I I know that there's some risk there, but you know, with all of this, there has been quite a bit of hype around it, and everyone's you know getting really excited about the scale of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've gotten a little bit more excited with all that hype going on, but it's because I'm a, a lot, you know, I'm drawn to op- open world games. So the the thought of that, I mean, it didn't take much to get me hyped on it. Vernon, are you wearing your Stark Industries hype proof <laughs> vest under that uh, under that shirt, or uh, are you are you? I think it's less Iron up? Man and more <laughs> Spider Man at this point, um, because I I definitely get affected by hype. I'm not even gonna lie, um, especially with new IPs that I that I genuinely think look really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the again, the Division's an example, but uh, I also um, am looking forward to Quantum Break, which as of recording this comes out in a couple of days. Um, yeah. And then what is it? Doom, like Tony said, and then uh, well, it's, Doom's not really a new franchise, but it is like a reboot kind of. Um, so within that, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to a couple of games based on the hype campaign around them, mm-hmm. um, and from what I've seen and everything like that. But I'm not going to buy them day one. And in fact, if there's if there's a used copy, there's a guarantee that I can get my money back if I can, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't like them. So yeah, I'll I'll uh. You know, I'll be keeping an eye on them, but I'm definitely not buying tape one brand yeah. new. So you bulletproof goose, or are you a sucker? What do you What do you reckon? <laughs> oh. For me, it's a bit of both. Depending, it really depends on it. Really depends on the franchise and yeah. and where I'm at when it comes out. Really, yeah. For example, for example, Fallout pretty much always has my hype meter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jumped up. Hype never I used I used to be able to say the same for another franchise we don't talk about much, but <laughs> nowadays <laughs> the hype from that has gone soft, we'll say. Yeah. I uh I actually find for me that uh and this isn't a shot at all of you, but I find that for me hype works on me a lot more as a member of a group. Do you know I don't know if you get what yeah. I mean. I was, like I was just gonna bring that up to on my second. own I'm not likely to get that worked up about something, but there's something about four or five other people all <laughs> within getting, your like circle. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that does tend to get a little bit infectious. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just, uh, and and, it's, and if it's a multiplayer game, then all the better, right? Because uh, you know, why why wouldn't you get excited about about mm-hmm. that possibility? But uh, yeah, I find on on my own. I, at the exclusion of everything else i'm i'm pretty unflappable but yeah if once i start talking about a game with a bunch of people suddenly everything changes not only yeah not only that i would say you know i know for a while we were all kind of talking about oh maybe all of us all getting a division on a certain console (laughs) yeah uh, just 
because we're also, as you know, we've said, we're also varied. So to get all of us on one console, you know, and or one platform and all playing the same game, it's a rarity, you know. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, you know, and even you know, I have a coworker of mine again that's really looking forward to Doom, and uh, you know, I honestly, if he if he gets it and he really likes it, he's like, dude, pick it up. You know, it's a great game. We, you know, we sit down, we play campaign, uh, yeah. multiplayer together. I might pick it up on that alone. Maybe not day one but yeah i'm you know well, so i would say it's pure pressure but you know tony you've uh, provided an excellent segue into my next question which is how much does and you've you've probably more or less answered this for yourself but how much does a recommendation from a trusted source really when it comes to you, you know, deciding where your dollars are going how much does that first person like first connection to you recommendation mean does that is that a big factor for you um, Jeff, I know you know the answer to this question. It's, we're, you're asking for the sake of the audience, but yeah, yeah. Especially you guys in particular, if you got, you know, you know, I know what your guys' likes and dislikes are, and you know, I can kind of take what you, you know, but you, Jeff, especially, you've recommended some great indie games, and yeah. I don't think you've led me wrong in any one of them. So yeah. that's you give me that game, I'll be like, Jeff, that's it. I'm not, I'm not listening to your word anymore. <laughs> but I, you know, I've gotten recommendations from all you guys, so yeah, it, it, I think that above all else is the main driving factor in buying, you know, even above um, loyalty to a certain brand for the most part. I think it's, it's, you know, you find like-minded people that like the same games and franchises as you do, and, you know, you listen to them above all else. Yeah, and I'll get to the rest of you. I'll mention something that Vernon uh, mentioned to me uh, many moons ago, but I think that's part of the reason why these YouTubers that do gaming are as popular as they are, because they kind of become... A surrogate for like that friend recommendation in a way, oh, don't yeah. they? Absolutely. Like, like you, you yeah. almost have a personal level of trust in them that you just don't have with these gaming outlets, like you know, proper gaming outlets, for lack of a better word. You know, uh, it. There's something about that sort of visceral thing of watching them play and them talking about it, shooting the shit in a way that you would with your friends. That I think that really resonates with a lot of people. I think, and I think that, I think that's why a lot of the a, a lot of the gaming companies want to get into that space because they realize that personal recommendation is just so much more powerful than TV spots and billboards and shit like that. Um, Jen, obviously you uh, <laughs> you you have little discussion groups even set aside for particular <laughs> games and stuff. So I know that this means a lot to you, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, actually, just recently. As far as, you know, friends recommending games, there's two games that I recently just bought because of recommendations. And it was something like Far Cry 2 I tried ages ago, and I didn't give it really that good of a shot. And I kind of mm. just put it down, never picked it up again. And since then, I've been saying, oh, I don't really like the Far Cry games. But then, you know, like, well, for one, you were talking about the YouTube. Yeah. You know, I, I love Jacksepticeye. Mm-hmm. He's by far my favorite YouTuber. And just recently I started watching his playthrough of both 3 and Primal, and that's what got me to buy the games. Because I was, you know, I was just sitting there watching this guy who entertains me no matter what he does. But it got me to really look at the games and go, wow, these actually look really fun. So I picked up 3 and gave it a shot and obsessed with it. Yeah. So then I got Primal. And I didn't really like Dragon Age Origins, but I recently had a friend tell me that Inquisition is way better, and he listed all the reasons that it's better, and that stood out to me so much that I just picked up Inquisition today, just like, okay, it's 20 bucks, I'm going to give it a shot, mm -hmm. because of how much better he says it is. Yeah. So both of those definitely play a yeah. part for me. I'll add a, a, an additional factor, putting the question to you, Vern, in, in addition to what I've uh, asked the others, does knowing that friends of yours are going to be playing this game draw, draw into that decision too a lot? It can help, um, as but uh, it's it's unfortunate sometimes because uh, games like Destiny aren't uh, aren't on my radar anymore. Just because I you know I played the demo and I wasn't really into it. Although we were all talking about getting it uh, for PS4 specifically, and yeah. then a couple of friends at work were talking about how great it is and the leveling system and all that jazz. And I played it, and then I actually purchased it. Um, didn't like it, and yeah. I, I, that's something that I won't be playing with you guys, unfortunately, but it, it also has to do with my personal taste and I'm just not, I'm not catching that good flavor. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, G goose, uh, for, like, like, like I asked the rest of them is, is it, uh, is, is 
someone specific, someone in your social circle making that recommendation going to be a, a big deciding factor for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially last couple of years, mostly my recommendations come from you guys. Hmm. If, you, if you all start talking about how great a game is, I think to myself, well, hell, I've got to try it, see what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I might just touch on uh, indie games, um, as Tony brought it up earlier. Now, uh, the one of the things that people associate with indie games, in addition to the fact that they're, you know, they tend to be smaller in scope, generally speaking, and a, a little less AAA in polish, it is that the price point tends to be lower. Um, I know, speaking from myself, I will take a gamble on an independent game with a fraction of the in, of the information and recommendation that I would on a on a AAA title, simply because, uh, I mean, what are you, you're risking so much less. Like, I mean, we probably all had the experience of spending five or ten bucks on on a on a you know an indie game with you know lukewarm recommendations, and that's a pretty low risk. I mean, uh, you you've obviously uh, made uh, made quite a few purchases of that uh, sort between Xbox 360, PS4, Xbox One. Tony, is that is that uh, is that is that changed over time for you? Are you finding you're buying more and more? Is it? I guess. And another question is: Is it eating into your into money you would otherwise have spent on AAA purchases, or do you really see them as two different things? I, yeah, I definitely see them as two different things. Um, you know, I, I've really come to spend less and less on AAA in general. So I don't, and I I have been buying more indie as of late. Do I think it's necessarily like I am making the conscious choice to spend more, you know, rather put my money there? I think it's just kind of, I don't know, the natural progression of my taste, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am willing, like you said, to take more of a gamble, so to speak, on these games generally because they're, uh, they're less expensive. But, you know, I, I like to look at indie games as more of a unique experience. You know, yeah. normally they like to separate themselves from everyone else because they offer something different for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely price and the uniqueness factor that I guess play more of a role in, yeah. in buying those, you know, full price when they come out. Just Although little... I wouldn't say, you know, and I will say I don't think it's they're completely free from uh, buyer's remorse, I should say. And that, even then, that's not the right term. Like, yeah. uh, I think with a witness... Uh, I was, I want to say $40 when it came out, and that's pretty steep for an indie game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't regret it. I do still think it was a bit much for that game. Um, but I don't necessarily regret it. I just, you know, I was like, and eh, I really wish I didn't, I maybe should have waited to pick that one up on sale. But, yeah. you know, but for the most part, they're generally good pickups, I think. Yeah. Just a, a little bit of a twist on that, Jen. Does the fact that you know the game is going to be smaller, uh, shorter, perhaps, uh, and, and less eye popping? Does those re- do those reduced expectations factor into your decision when you're buying a game like that, Jen? Well, they definitely do, especially when the game's cheaper. Yeah. You know, if it's not going to be an an 80 hour game, that's fine. I don't mind spending 10, 15. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you look at a game like The Long Dark, love that game. I mean, I spent I don't know 10, 15 dollars on it. Yes, it's still in early access. So it was a little bit of a risk, but my expectations weren't too high, and I've already almost logged 30 hours. Yeah, just oh, in the sandbox. That's pretty I good mean, value. It's blown <laughs> past exactly, yeah, yeah. and I still love it, and I'm still really looking forward to the story mode, which yeah. I believe is actually maybe going to come out soon. Yeah. But yeah, with indie games, I definitely give them more slack because I don't have to spend as much money for them. Yeah, and I will point out to our listeners, we will get to uh, early access at some point. We've been uh, de- we've been delinquent and not and not covering that topic. I gotta be sooner. on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Vernon, are, are you um, have you you've got a gaming computer fairly recent? Well, what was it? Eight months ago? Six months ago? Uh, last year. Yeah, and I've owned computers before. Uh, are you dabbling more in indie indie purchases, smaller purchases, and do, do you do you see that as a different purchasing decision than going out and getting the big releases? If it's something I'm looking forward to, but for the most part, no. Um, I, I haven't really, aside from what the first game that comes to mind is what well, Warframe, um, because oh, you Warframe. guys were you guys were <laughs> yeah. playing it and it was free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really haven't been looking too too much into into indie games. Although I will say that there are a, a few on my wish list. Um, however, I, I'm not ready to empty my wish list just just yet. You know, limited funds and all. Yeah, adulthood. Uh, adulthood. Yeah. At least the summer sales around the corner. Yeah. Ish. 
So, Goose, is that an area you dabble in, and is it is it different for you when you go off the beaten track and get something uh, outside of the AAA realm? Yes, yeah, I gotta agree with what Dave said. Basically, it feels like with when you go off the AAA track, you're going like more of an indie game. It feels like, for lack of a better word, it feels like there's like you said, not as much risk involved. And to be blunt, nowadays the games seem to be putting in the effort. Way yeah. more yeah. so than some of the AAA titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, some, sometimes I think it might be because it's a sm- they're smaller teams. People have more personally invested in the quality. I don't know if that makes any sense, but if you're just one person who's a, a cog in the machine, maybe maybe it's a little less personal to you how it turns out. Not that there's like a whole mob of people out there in the AAA industry who don't care what they're doing and are just making crap, but I don't know. There's some there's something about the like these particularly well crafted games, like a Transistor or something that's a small team, where I think it's that hands on you know personal touch that uh, accounts for something. I think it's a matter of risk when it comes down to it. It's like if you put out a game that's bad, you lose money and your company will fold. There's a lot yeah. more pressure on you <laughs> oh, yeah. to, that's a really, good point. to really make it a good one. Whereas if you're a AAA title, you have a bad release. It's like, eh, oh well, on to the next one for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like those smaller companies that I've ever seen, it seems like they like just love gaming themselves and they 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 feel like they just love what they do. Versus interviews with guys from, you know, the higher companies, and they seem like stiffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I we were always going to come to the topic of sales eventually. Um, <laughs> uh, but whether on, you know, PlayStation Store or Xbox Live with Gold or obviously Steam or GOG, uh, there's a reasonably predictable cycle at which, you know, games are going to turn up on, on sale. Um, I mean, you could probably go on... I mean, am I right, Tony? Could you go on PSN every week and see different stuff on sale? It, like, even just regular day-to-day bargains? Yeah, uh, you know, Xbox does uh, weekly deals every Tuesday, yeah. and uh, I, always, I always check them out, even if I know, like, I don't really have the money to spend on it, or I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything on here. I always check it out just to see. You know, yeah. I'm just curious. So it's part I of the plan for you is, is knowing... Keep keeping an eye on the sales is is, right. is, is part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Jen, uh, obviously, you you fell hard hard last last year when you saw your first Steam sale and uh, oh was, gosh. A, was a whirlwind. <laughs> so, I mean, you, yeah. you went from being someone who, who I assume that that probably was barely on your radar monitoring those sales to now you're you've well and truly uh caught the bug uh is is that is that something you think is always going to be like an important part of your buying habits now watching steam sales yeah Yeah. because it's just for one it's so much fun like the anticipation waiting for the summer sale yeah and they just they go so big with it and i think that's really really cool even really you know new games will get at least some discount you know, games that you've had your eye on that were maybe 20 bucks will be 75% off. I mean, it's just so much fun. You can get such a haul <laughs> within that, what, yeah. like, week or so. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a gamer event. Yeah. And last summer was my first one after I got a new laptop that could actually play games. Before that, I barely knew anything about Steam, and I, yeah, I fell hard. Yeah. Well, Vernon, you've shown uh, remarkable patience and, and a willingness to uh, to wait <laughs> for the right <laughs> price point uh, in in the past. Uh, is that is that uh, is that something that's all you know? Do you think it's always going to be? Uh, you're always going to keep an eye out for the the sales for the for the bargains. Oh yeah, yeah. If I can um, if I can find one, like a, uh, I mentioned earlier, Destiny. I got that for. Mm. Thirty dollars on Amazon as opposed to uh, forty, which is what I was looking to pay for the game. Um, with all the the Taken King expansion or whatever, unfortunately, I never got to all the expansions, so that was a waste of money in the end. But yes, um, I I do look out for the sales, um, no matter where where they are, um, especially especially Steam. Uh, you know, I do look forward to the summer and winter winter uh, sales um yeah. i think <laughs> i think at one point i dropped maybe half a paycheck on <laughs> on games during the uh on games during the steam sales so that yeah. sh- that that just shows you how much i you know i love having wish lists and i also you know just like the you know like jen said the anticipation and you know the the the, the sales that uh, that end in five hours and you look at the <laughs> you look at the next one and you can't wait to see what they what they have going on in the next sale yeah, so, yeah. um 
so yeah, I, I do I do like uh you know getting getting some money off. Yeah, I know you're not much of a Steam guy, Goose, but uh, are you generally keeping an eye on uh, on bargains and 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 future bargains, putting off purchases, knowing that things are gonna the price is gonna change, that sort of thing? Oh yeah, definitely. For me, it's more kind. Of, I've recently just got into it, kind of like basically Jen's story, but one year behind. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this newest sale, just to see, like like she said, it's fun to see what's coming up, what's what you can get. How much you can save on it, things like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I in a day and age where you can literally get a, a, a like a Steam app on your phone that is going to tell you when everything <laughs> on your wish list is on yep. sale, you really don't even have to be that hawkish. You can kind of sit back and wait for the system to tell you <laughs> when the bargains come. So. I, I quite like that. It, like I, I used to be a creature habit. I would kind of hit the same sites over and over again, keep an eye on things. Uh, and while there's, it's fun to do that. I, I kind of prefer an age where I don't even have to put that effort in, and I can just wait until I get uh, a notice on my screen telling me, oh, by the way, <laughs> that game X that you've been waiting for is on sale for the next week. Well, uh, I might uh, finish off by uh, <laughs> a question that. I don't even know that I have an answer myself for, but I thought it'd be interesting to put to you, uh, Tony. Do you do you, like do you have what you would consider to be a budget for gaming? Do, like obviously gaming is important to you, but does does it go so far as you saying, okay, Anthony, this is how much money I'm making <laughs> over X amount of time, and this is how much I set aside for game? Like, do you go? Do you actually take that step and have that internal conversation or? I, I absolutely call myself by my first full name. On <laughs> but uh, beyond that, you know, honestly, it's funny that you asked because honestly, no. I mean, I think like subconsciously, I'm like, OK, I can't go out and buy every single brand new game day one that it comes out. You know, like it's just realistically not going to happen. Not that I really have the time or want to play every new game that comes out. But yeah. I think the only time that I really consider budget is, again, since I'm primarily a console guy. When I'm putting down a big, F, you know, or a big investment in the console when it comes out, then right. I'm like, let me pick this up in one good game that I know is going to get me through until I can kind of recoup the yeah. But yeah, generally point. speaking, no, I don't. I think it's, you know, it's actually no. I just I don't have a budget really. I think it's, you know, I know I'm not going to go out again and spend buy three brand new sixty dollar games in a week. But yeah. no, generally I don't have a budget. So how about you, Jen? Is it just sort of something that you uh, feel out uh, as, as you go week to week, or uh, is yeah. it really more driven by looking at release schedules? Or I mean, it, th there's definitely some of that, you know, trying to plan ahead. Like I said, I already have No Man's Sky pre-ordered. Um, I just got Primal, and then I bought another twenty dollar game, twenty dollar game today. So you know, I will try to space them out, and I'll try to think ahead and. I'm not going to go buy two $60 games right before the summer sale when I know I'm going to drop a lot. So I do try to think about it. I don't have a set budget either. Basically, just like what Tony said, you know, you, you're, you're smart and you don't overspend, but I don't have a set budget. Sometimes I spend more, sometimes I spend less, and it usually averages out to a pretty reasonable amount. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Vern? Is there a science to this, or is it, uh, <laughs> is it just uh, circumstances at the time that, that determine... I agree power. with everyone else. Just <laughs> don't don't be stupid about it. Don't get over overzealous about it and spend half or all of your paychecks toward it. Because um, yeah. there are a lot of really not worth it products out there. It's mm -hmm. like with anything else. You don't just you know you don't just drop your entire check at the grocery store. Um, so why yeah. would you do it with gaming? Yeah. And that's how you end up with a stack of shame, right? If, yeah. if, if, if that continues yeah. long enough, you end up like you know 50, 60 titles to to get oh, through. So you know what? Actually, um, I've been doing this thing where, and it's really helped uh, as of late. Um, I've been I've made a list of the games that I have and that I that I know that I eventually want to get to yeah. and i've just been getting to them um tony got on me for this but uh playing all the <laughs> <laughs> games in the in the halo master chief collection on easy because i just i don't have time to slog through levels i would like to yeah. catch up so that i can get to it, halo Brian, 5. It, please play them on normal like they were meant to play. <laughs> they're not that much more difficult uh, you know so you know i would really you know if i had a lot more time to you know play 
everything that I wanted, I would definitely say you're just getting yeah, through go the story. For, go for normal. Right? I'm just getting through the story because I'd like to get a refresher because Halo Five, I haven't played it yet. So then I played Halo Five and beat it. So I got through five games fairly quickly, mm. you know, based on yeah. based on that. And then I'm, you know, now I'm moving on to you know a couple other games. So play the games that you have. Prioritize the ones that you actually want to play, um, and then put the ones that you really kind of eh, not really feeling at the moment put those to the side you don't have to worry about them yeah uh how about you goose do you have any sort of guidelines for this sort of thing or are you just seat of the seat of the pants you know uh, i think it's more akin to like they said you just got to be intelligent i think we've all had those moments where we just sit down look at our wallet like what did you do but <laughs> yep but nowadays we've all seen we've we've learned we've learned our lessons we've taken our lumps we know Okay, everybody just like chill down and ease in. Yeah. It's it, Wow, that sounded a lot worse than I had planned it to. Isn't, isn't that how you get in a hot tub? I am confused. Um going off in a bad direction. It's uh it's kind of amazing that for just speaking for myself, as somebody who was a gamer when they were quite young and was I'm frankly pretty spoiled if I want to be honest about it and there was a pretty steady stream of games coming out on multiple systems it's kind of amazing that I've managed to grow up to be an adult that is willing to be restrained about this stuff <laughs> so uh, I, I, I guess I have to congratulate myself there because I would have had every excuse to be an absolute junkie based on how things went between the ages of like 6 and 13 but uh, yeah for me I really am ruled by the, st <laughs> the, the Steam sales have become these like these events in my life that kind of determine what what my purchase is in between. Like there, there are games where I, I will literally look at them and I will say to myself, can I wait three months or four months to find out how much less it'll be? Like if I don't, if I know I'm not going to get to this now, can I, can I wait? And that, that's a conversation I'm basically having with myself in, in the first person, Tony, uh, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much every, every sale. Uh, now I'm not, I'm, I'm not really much of a console gamer at the moment. So there's not very much of that going on in the console side, particularly cause I don't have a, um, a current gen one, but, uh, yeah, for the PC, for me, it's really down to how many games in my stack do I have deep? How likely am I to play this now? And, and do I have to wait? Like the only, the only, uh, new purchase I've made God in the last two, three or four years, I think, as far as, uh, PC games go was, uh, XCOM when it came out. And I just got that because I'd been waiting for years for it. Uh, since then I've, I've been pretty strict about waiting. And, uh, I'd like to think that I've managed to, uh, get, you know, stretch my dollar a little bit more that way. Um, I don't know that I planned it, but, um, I'm, I'm not sad that it's uh, worked out that way. Cause I've, had a lot of money for uh, indie, uh, uh, extra money for indie titles and other risks along the way. So can't say I'm disappointed with that. And uh, I, I think we could all stand to be a little bit more patient as uh, gaming consumers, Vernon. I think you'd agree. Uh, but I we, do. <laughs> we can get into some more general topics about that when we uh, touch on uh, game, more gaming consumer stuff in future. Well, guys, um, that pretty much covered everything. Can I, uh, can I jump in though? I'm, uh, I got yeah. a question of my own for the group. So sure, um, sure. It's, 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 I think we've all kind of said, you know, as we've grown older and wiser, we've, uh, you know, kind of changed our habits and how we do things. So, and you were kind of, you know, going back to, you know, I was honestly kind of spoiled too when I was growing up before I had to make the jump to actually purchasing my own games. But, you know, when I was, you know, younger, you know, in teens and, you know, my mom was finally like, you know, no, you have a job now. You can, you're buying all your own stuff now. <laughs> Honestly, I remember, you know, like waiting tables and being like, man, I'm putting, you know, I'm going to put $10 down or 10 I, I remember going to GameStop yeah. and putting down like, hey, I'm putting $10 more dollars down on this. Come back next week. Hey, I'm putting this much more down. Um, I like, honestly what, think you're doing kids, layaway for games. Wow. I didn't know that you could do that. <laughs> well, no, it's back then when you, when you pre-order, I don't, I'm assuming you can still do it now, Vernon. Oh, you might I be able see. To, oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, Hey, I'm going to put $5 down to pre-order it. Um, you have until the game comes out to actually pay it in full. I see. So it's just, Hey, come back and say, Hey, I'm putting $10 down more on my pre-order, you know, and then they tell yeah. me, Oh, this is how much is remaining. I honestly think <laughs> it was a good way. <laughs> it's a good way of learning life lessons of how to, how to budget, honestly, you know, mm -hmm. So I'm just yeah. curious that everybody like growing up kind of have some kind of similar experience where, you know, when you first were, you know, responsible for paying for all your own stuff that, you know, you kind of learned, you know, how expensive the hobby really is. And, oh, yeah. You know, 
Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a rude awakening. <laughs> well, I think here's the. I'm sorry. Go sorry. ahead, Jen. <laughs> no, when I my first real job was working in a restaurant too, and I ended up serving as well. And I think when I got San Andreas, like I said before, that because that game was such a good experience, and I put so many. I can't even tell you how many hours into that game. <laughs> I feel like that was the first time I got the lesson of like a game could give me this much enjoyment, enjoyment, this many hours. And I just bought the stupid Da Vinci Code movie video game, which I, I – yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it hurts oh, now. You Thank poor, you about it. <laughs> it was god-awful. I mean I don't even need to tell you that. But I think – you know, I, I, that was kind of my lesson of like I can get a lot more game time if I buy the right game. And yeah, when once you're you know putting your own money into it, it yeah. you start looking at those things more. Colors those decisions, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Hmm. You were saying, Vernon? I was just saying, uh, even after the game comes out, um, especially at GameStop, you can continue to put money on it. That they're not going to like stop you from doing that. Um, so it is essentially, essentially like layaway. Oh, okay. So was uh, was Little Goose putting teeth under the pillow for uh, <laughs> for uh, tooth fairy money for games or? Uh... <laughs> Were you pulling teeth out, like, intentionally? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, the first game I actually bought myself was um, Grand Theft Auto 3 for the um, PlayStation 2. Up until then, I had been mostly relying on my parents for games, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't much worry about when I was... When I was young, when I was was real little, I didn't really worry about money for games. But nowadays, it's definitely become the, you got to put it back, you got to save it up. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Video games teaching you valuable life lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Who needs home ec? <laughs> um, well, th- thanks, guys. Uh, that uh, that was a fun one. Um, as I set up up, up the start, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our, uh, our feed there is at Enthusiacs, our YouTube channel where all our Let's Plays and other video content is simply channel Enthusiacs if you want to follow us there. Uh, we have a forum up on the right-hand side at the top of our Enthusiacs.com page if you want to join in the discussions going on there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiacs.com if you have any questions or feedback or any suggestions for show ideas. Uh, thanks again to my guests, uh, Tony, uh, Jen, Vernon, and Goose. And thanks to you for listening, and join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you.